From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Look, part of my job, I'm just going to be honest, part of my job is to sell you guys on why some things coming up this weekend are absolutely incredible. But my job is easier this weekend because it is a wild weekend in sports. So the question is, if you can only watch one item, what's it going to be? Also, the question is, what the hell is Harry Douglas eating? We The first two hours of this show are also streamed on the app. The third hour is just on radio. So just as the music starts playing, Harry comes in with a paper bowl and a plastic spoon, and he's shoveling. I mean, he is shoveling. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Say something, Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, chime in right now. Yeah, chime I'm, in right now. I'm eating some cake. It's chocolate and actually vanilla together. Yes, Fitz, I don't mind chocolate or vanilla. I, I did have, okay, you know what? I'm going to admit, <laughs> I had half a cookie today. And that breaks my Christine streak. Christine Lisi makes the best baked goods in the history of mankind. I had half a cookie. Uh, I have gone the whole year and not had any of the uh, baked treats. Was it treats. a vanilla cookie? Uh, no, it was a chocolate chip. Oh, oh it was, was a chocolate. Oh. I like chocolate. I just, you know, different kinds of chocolate. Like, I like I like a little chocolate. I don't like a lot oh, of chocolate. Oh, that was Evan. Excuse Evan me. doesn't like chocolate. Excuse no, me. I like chocolate chips. I actually cut one of the cookies in half. Uh, spent all that time doing that, ate half the cookie, and then like five minutes later went back for the other half. No, so, I cut it in half and yeah. ate half the cookie and just I, walked I don't away have from the same old pair. Y'all know, as soon as we get to the last hour of this show, I am eating the entire hour. Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah, we all, but, we don't but have why to worry is there about cake being on at camera. Seaport? There's nothing at Seaport ever. Why <laughs> no, is there so cake? No, so I think there? It's the, today is the five year anniversary. Um, oh, I get think, up. Is it get up? Uh, yeah, Get Up started. I think it was. I think it's over the weekend. I think it was like April second, twenty eighteen. But Get Up started around this time, twenty eighteen. So, so it's five year anniversary. So of they Get had Up. cake. They had um, Italian food catered in, and oh. I ate a plate of spaghetti right before the cake. Okay, I I heard you talk about the spaghetti. I just figured you had somebody bring you the spaghetti. I didn't figure you had somebody bring. You. Is that like a store sheet cake or is it like a fancy sheet cake or what are we talking cake wise? Like no, it's a really nice cake. Okay, is it like a, a vanilla frosting so, or a buttercream frosting? So it's it's. Tell me about the cake, Harry. The top part of the cake is vanilla. Like in the middle is like some kind of cream. And then the bottom of the cake is chocolate. You know what? I have a problem with the bottom of the cake being chocolate. You know what? Why couldn't the top of the cake be chocolate? Excuse me. I mean. (laughs) He doesn't know what to say. You always want to be chocolate on the bottom. Um, <laughs> uh, get Up launched April 2nd, 2018. So Sunday. Happy anniversary, Sunday, Get Up. Happy, yep. happy anniversary. And congratulations, everybody. Congratulations to Harry Douglas being on Get Up uh, today and being on First Take today. And Is, is spaghetti uh, a weird thing to get catered? No. Now, why, why is spaghetti weird yeah, to get catered? So. I don't know. Like, I just feel like a ziti would be easier or something, you know, a different shape of pasta. I think it's an fiend? aggressive choice. A what? A ziti. Like a big ziti. You know what the little- What the hell is that? That's like the like little, a penne, a penne, a penne pasta. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I'm. I think Come it's on, an aggressive. Like you are in a suit. Like you are looking dashing in a suit. And when I think about you know anybody, I usually think about you know eating spaghetti. I think about most of my my friends that are basically glorified children slurping spaghetti in, and then all of a sudden it's going all over, and you end up with like marinara all over your suit. So you know, <laughs> did you did you manage to get out of this thing with your suit unscathed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I almost had a freak accident. Okay. Well. 
Uh, we'll get to sports. Tune into baseball's opening weekend. The Rangers host the Phillies. Coverage on Sunday night baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And if there's one thing this show can agree on is that we hate the Phillies, right? Like that's that's our common bond, Harry, as Harry is a lifelong diehard Braves fan, and I'm a one-week diehard Mets fan. Like, I, you know, my beloved Mets, your Braves, they, they share one common enemy. That is the Phillies. So uh, let's go Rangers this weekend. Uh, with that in mind and with it being the opening weekend, of Major League Baseball, uh, we always love to sort of look at the slate of chaos coming over the course of the weekend and ask ourselves, what if you can only watch one game? What if through all of this process you were limited and all of a sudden all of your TVs went out and you can only pick one thing that you were going to watch one time over the course of the weekend? That is this. It's another busy weekend in sports. Games. There's games. You like games? I like games. But you can only pick one game to watch. What is it and why? Game time! This is Got One Friday. All right, so you guys can pick from anything, by the way. You can chime in on this, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. The one thing you absolutely have to watch this weekend. A little difficult, too. I'm going to throw a curveball in here. This is not my one to watch, but let's also remember it's WrestleMania weekend. So, you know, there's plenty of wrestling fans out there that are going to be all in on this, Harry. But I'll tell you. That's not my one. What is your one? My one is going to be women's basketball. Oh, son of a biscuit. Number We're two, take the Iowa same one. versus yeah. number one, South Carolina. Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston. I wish this game was the finals. Honestly, uh, shout out to Virginia Tech and LSU, but I wish these two teams were actually playing in the uh, women's college final uh, championship because of the star power that you have for both of these teams. Caitlin Clark can shoot the basketball from anywhere, score from anywhere, but not only is she a scorer, she can deliver the basketball to her teammates and set them up for the best positions possible. Aaliyah Boston, uh, Don Staley, what she's been able to do at South Carolina, really looking forward to this matchup. And I'm glad it's at 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN because I have a XFL game at 6 p.m. So as soon as my game is over, I'm rushing to the hotel so I can go watch this game. Yeah, I think this game is going to be, the numbers on this game are going to be spectacular, by the way. Uh, rightfully so. It was going to be my one also. I'll be honest with the world. I, I was ready for this one. And by the way, I think it's a legacy maker on both sides. I think South Carolina deserves the tip of the cap for what they're accomplishing right now and what I think they will accomplish and what I predict will be a big win. But I also think even in a big win, Caitlin Clark can still watch her legend grow by simply being who she is and showing the nation how competitive she can make an Iowa team that top to bottom is Uh-oh. not as good as South Carolina. I'm, I'm taking South Carolina Uh-oh. to win. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me rewind things. Oh, This game isn't tomorrow. This game is tonight. It's tonight. Oh, this game is tonight. Yeah. I get to watch both games. Well, and one thing that's actually kind of nifty, if I'm going to say nifty as a word to sound super old, about the uh, scheduling, the way it works this weekend, is that obviously the women's bracket is in uh, Dallas and the men's bracket is in Houston. So uh, some people will be able to check out both, you know, so you'll be able to, if even if you wanted to drive from one to the other uh, or fly from one to the other, quick flight. But yeah, it is nine See, o'clock it's, tonight. It's the men's game. The first one tomorrow I'm going to miss the Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State. I'll get to see the Miami UConn game, though. Yeah, so that and that's interesting because I'm curious how a lot of people have the men's basketball side of this uh, in there. There is one, and and look, this is not my one. My one would be Iowa South Carolina, but I'm going to vary us up so that we talk about more than one game. 
I'll give you one NBA game on the schedule this weekend that is actually pretty significant, and it is also tonight at 8 p.m. It's on NBA TV, which means it's hard to find. The Lakers at the Timberwolves is actually a really interesting game for the Western Conference and for what's on the line. So, you know, while that's not my one, Iowa, obviously, South Carolina would be my one that I think is most significant. I think if you are an NBA head and you're looking for the one game this weekend that matters the most— uh, that one stands out to me as is wildly significant. Well, there's Di- another one. There's another one in the NBA. The Nuggets versus the Suns is tonight. Oh, that that is true. At ten thirty, late night. I know that. I know you like on the late night. <sighs> I know you like the late night. A little late for me uh, on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> but Jokic didn't play last night. Uh, we'll see uh, how he's feeling tonight. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's also yeah. You're right, a hundred percent. Another big game for them. Devin, what you got? Can I give you one that's not sports? Because I would probably lean uh, South Carolina, Iowa. Can I give you a non-sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Wick? What I we- think I might do a little Sunday matinee, a little John Wick. What do you think of that? Oh, the fourth one comes out? Yeah, it's already out. It's already out? Oh, yeah. Oh, it looks man. fantastic. So have you seen the behind-the-scenes video of the shooting of, I guess it was on, uh, it was on TikTok, of how they shot the particular- Like the uh, escalator thing? Yeah, the escalator yes. thing. Like, dude, the the guy falling down an escalator is an actual real person that free fell down the escalator. All I kept thinking was the number of times that like he probably fell, and somebody's like, "Sorry, uh, we didn't have the tape ready." Uh, sorry, like I mean, he's <laughs> he's sitting there, he walks in the theater, his whole family's with him. He's like, "Can't wait for you to see this fall," and then it takes like less than a second in the movie, and he's like, "That was my shining moment. We're out of here." Uh, but yeah, it does look. I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. Do I need to see them to see what? John Wick? Four? Uh, you haven't seen any of them. You, you, first of all, yeah, you have to. What see rock him. have you been living under? Well, yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a very neither of my fits. But oh, I can't now because I was listening to KJM this morning and Max literally just gave like the biggest spoiler away, which I'd heard before. So like now I don't even want to see it. Thanks, About John Wick the fourth? All of them. About I like John Wick the fourth. I just re- referred to John I mean, John is Mike. he like a pope? Listen, yeah. I think the story the story will surprise some people in, in kind of the, the depth if you look for it, but it's 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 about the action. This, uh, see, and this is years ago I was sitting there with my buddy and he had Fast and the Furious on and I was like, yeah, I've... I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, so I'm I'm out on them. And he was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you a clue. Um, things are gonna blow up. There's gonna be a ton of action, and the good guys are gonna win. The bad guys are gonna lose." And I was like, "You know what? You're right." So I, the first Fast and Furious I saw was like five or something like that, and it was quite enjoyable, even though I'd seen none of the rest of them. So I'm trying to figure out if I can just sign sort of like cram my way into Fitz, John. Wick. I, I'm not gonna give anything away, but like I, one of the bases for why he goes on this tear. I think you will definitely You would love it. Yes. You would love it. Do I have to watch all of the first three movies? You'll know within the first five minutes of the first movie why he's doing what Spoilers. Of the first movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, of the first movie. Okay, the first one. Watch like the first 15 minutes and then you you will understand why he's behind. What time's your XFL game Saturday? It's at 6 p.m. on Okay, 6 p.m. So it'll be done by about 8.30, which means I could just start a, a John Wick binge at about 9 p.m. and then go matinee it on Sunday after my uh, XFL show. I think this uh, this might be a new although movie uh, date. Yeah, mo- oh yeah, call me. Look at that, we're doing a movie <laughs> date. Uh, we're getting our own popcorn though. I'm not sharing popcorn with you. You're disgusting. Uh, Go with Annabelle. Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. What'd you say, Harry? Go with Annabelle. No, yeah. Oh, can I? If I could take Annabelle to the movies, that would do be. Do not. Do not. No, I can't take my dog to the movies. Man, you I'm guys got dog, rules. So. <laughs> All right, David versus Goliath matchup. You cannot miss this weekend. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
It's Love Fridays from Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Letting the afternoon set the mood for the night. You know how we do. Little Leon Bridges here. Beyond. I can't get uh, enough of watching Harry just grooving his suit. All right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My God, I'm a moron. Uh, L. Duncan is going to help save this whole segment, and it is going to be delightful because of her. L. Duncan joins us now, host of the Women's Final Four. You can watch her across all of ESPN's coverage. Yeah, Fitz and Harry, I'm going to take you guys to task right away. What a freaking miss. I love Leon Bridges. He's from Texas. You could have played Texas Sun. Like, that was the song that you should have. But it's fine. We'll Hopefully we can recover. I'm just going to tell you the God's honest truth. As we were coming back from break, I looked at Devin to pick the music for every segment. And I said, Devin, you better bring it here. Because if you didn't, L will take you to task. I was and so just, nervous, too. Just like that. <laughs> L Duncan always delivers. Come on now. Uh, all right, L. So, obviously, it's a huge weekend for women's basketball. Uh, it's a huge weekend for the sport. Also, a huge weekend for the matchup we were just talking about. South Carolina versus Iowa, best player versus best team. How can Iowa do the impossible? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly, it's just the truth. And I, we talked with Iowa, too, folks. And, like, they even are, like, we're really interested to see, you know, how we match up. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that South Carolina is enormous. And they are really good on defense. And as opposed to last year, where they were enormous and really good on defense, this year they can really score, too. And they are so deep. Iowa really depends on their starters. And South Carolina is getting huge buckets from their bench. It's going to be hard. I mean, I just, you know, Iowa situationally are playing a lot better defensively this year than they were last. But let's not pretend like defense is necessarily their strong suit. So it's going to be a huge task. And and honestly, for a team like South Carolina that has been outscoring opponents by over 500 points in the second half, keeping the thing within 10 before halftime for Iowa is going to be key. L, I'm sad because Caitlin Clark did her thing against my Louisville women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. But for the people who don't watch, you know, women's college basketball all season, what makes Caitlin so special? So it's interesting because I actually talked to her about this, right? Like, she actually was not even the nation's leading scorer. That was Maddie Seacrest, who was a walking, you know, she'd put up a 30 ball like it was nothing. Um, but I think what makes Caitlin so spectacular, beyond the logo shots, which are sexy for anyone, you know, we live in a highlight world, people love that. Beyond her incredible facilitating, because she is, some of her dishes are just nuts. I think what Caitlin has really figured out and understands is that this is entertainment. Her showmanship is so good. And I asked her that. I was like, how much of that sort of comes into what you do and how much confidence it gives you, sort of the showmanship. And, you know, as my dad said, I like her. She's a cocky little thing. And she laughed and she's like, it's just kind of always been who I was. And we laughed at her because she said growing up, her favorite player was Maya Moore, who was totally the opposite of Caitlin in terms of like playing into the crowd and whatnot. But I think that's what it is, is that she is really good and she is going to engage the crowd and she's going to talk her mess, but it's because she can back it up. And that's what we want in this space. It's one thing to be really, really good, but in particular in the women's space where you're trying to grow a fan base, which they've done a phenomenal job at, 
you want people who they can sort of resonate with and that, you know, they can sort of connect with. And Caitlin Clark is all of us, like all of us at the Y making like, you know, a bunny and celebrating only, you know, hers are markedly more impressive and on a bigger stage. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to Elle Duncan, getting you ready for the women's final four. And let's go to the other matchup because everybody's obsessed, obviously, uh, with Iowa, South Carolina, but Virginia Tech, LSU, going to be a great game. What are you looking for there? So I'm really excited that, first of all, I'm so excited about this Final Four. It's just the second time in history that we've got two black uh, head coaches that are in the Final Four, one of them, of course, being Virginia Tech, who's led by Kenny Brooks. I'm excited because you've got sort of these two, you know, opposing styles, right? Like LSU with Angel Reese is all about scoring in the paint. Like they are an SEC team, so they're going to be physical and they're going to be aggressive and they're going to try to sort of slow the game down. Virginia Tech is like, gorgeous, beautiful basketball, right? It's basketball that, like, everyone can love. It's a lot of three-pointers. It's a lot of perimeter shooting. They've got the two-time ACC player of the year and Liz Kitley. But it's been the Aussie, Georgia Amor, who has just, out of nowhere, decided to become an absolute star. Like, before the start of the ACC tournament, she was playing well for them. She was doing well. She has just turned it up another notch. I'm really excited because neither one of these programs has ever won a national championship. Virginia Tech has never been at this level before, but they have such an affinity for each other, and they love each other so much. And, of course, lastly, I think I'm most excited for what most people are when it comes to this matchup, looking at what Kim Mulkey is going to have on because Lord knows <laughs> oh that she has already warned us it's something special. And I was like, more than the feathers? And she's like, wait till you see what I got for this one. So I think that's going to be exciting to see too. I hope she's not going to put on another peacock. I'm just saying, if I'm ever lucky enough <laughs> to do it, if I'm it doing a show, I, I want that outfit. I want to just wear it into a show just, just to hang out with her. Go ahead, Harry. No, no, L. I, I want you to explain to Fitz why the Atlanta Braves are going to be better oh, than come the Mets on. this what season. What are we doing? What? 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 <laughs> Wait, is Fitz actually trying to make an argument for the Mets? Yes, no, a he, he, look, he look. is a new-founded Mets fan. I, I, L, you know me. You know me. I, I have one team I love, and then everything else is about trolling the world. So now I have to troll yeah. Harry since he's a Braves fan. I've become a lifelong, diehard, week-long Mets fan. So I feel like I was going to say Fitz, but here's the thing, right? Like you already are a long-suffering Faders fan. So why on God's earth would you hit your bandwagon to another perennial loser? What? You're supposed to bandwagon a winner, boo. Yeah, but if you're gonna bandwagon a team like even in that division bandwagon the Phillies at least they beat Atlanta in the postseason last year you're gonna bandwagon the Mets the most chokingest team of all time I think that you're a glutton for punishment Uh, A A, that's true and but B you gotta admit those colors look fire on me I mean no no check check this out though L since he has become a Mets fan they lost Edwin Diaz Justin Mm -hmm. Verlander has gone on the the IL list Fitz, it's yeah. not starting off well for you. Yeah, I think I might be the curse, Al. That's what we're learning. <laughs> no, no, the Mets are the curse. Just them being the Mets are the curse. That's the point. <laughs> Fitz, now you've got the stink on you. Uh, that's, yeah, so all right. I, I'm going to ask you one more about just in general because you've been uh, just working your tail off through this whole tournament, okay? And when you look at the NCAA tournament and the ratings particularly, I don't love ratings conversations or in the weeds, but you cannot deny the fact that the women's tournament this year has put up astronomical numbers. In fact, the tweet went out the other day, better numbers than on ABC or on ESPN, I should say, than any NBA game we've seen so far this year. What is it about this tournament that has been able to uh, to captivate America? 
Yeah, I don't even think it's just this term that fits. And like, by the way, I'm not a big ratings person either, but you're in this industry. And we are at a time where staying flat is good. So when you see the kind of growth, it's not incremental. It's ta- you're talking about exponential growth. And here's the thing, guys. Numbers are up, what, 48% from last year? And last year was a great tournament. Like, it's not like the numbers started in the basement. I mean, last year we were seeing record growth, and this year it's grown even more. I just think it's simple, guys. Like, we don't have to beat our heads against the wall. If you build it, they will come. If you give them platforms, they will come. If you tell stories that people can, you know, be interested in, they will come. If you feed it to them in a digestible way, they will come. And, you know, this argument for so many years was that, you know, UConn, had such a stranglehold over the sport and there wasn't enough parity. We're talking about a final four now that doesn't have UConn in it or Tennessee or Stanford or any of those sort of blue bloods that we've come to know. And the ratings aren't be affected for so long. It was like, well, if UConn's not on TV, then the people won't come. Or if Tennessee's not on TV, then the people won't come. And that's just not true. And I have to give a shout out to, listen, I jumped on an already winning horse. I did. Like, I jumped on a horse that was already streaking towards this kind of growth. I got to give a shout out to the people in front of the camera and behind the scenes that for so long have been fighting this fight to get people to understand that there is so much here, that the audience was there and that we just had to invest resources and time into it. And they're the ones that should be feeling really vindicated. They're the ones that should be feeling this win because when I tell you it is so intentional how we tell the stories, the camaraderie, um, how much they love the girls. You know, like this isn't just a sport that you cover. When it comes to this, there's so much investment from everyone. And so it's just a true testament to the hard work of everyone that's put into it. You can watch her all weekend kicking butt on all of the coverage for the women's final four. L Duncan, L, uh, I'm going to parade myself down to the Sports Center studio when the Mets beat the Braves, <sighs> wearing all that blue and orange. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, that will happen in the Texas, <sighs> son. <laughs> okay, Bye. fine. Thanks. Appreciate you, L. Uh, Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up, why tomorrow's a massive day, and it has nothing to do with the final four. We'll tell you about it next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Iowa is headed to the Final Four. South Carolina are back in the Final Four. As long as we play Iowa basketball and be ourselves and have fun, you know, that's all you can ask. We really haven't played against a player like Caitlin. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on Love Fridays. And you know what I love? I love a little good in or out. I love the chance to bring up some topics and to make definitive statements on whether we're in or out. Let's play now. Well, the thing is about that is I don't can't find the in or out sounder, so you know, we're gonna go in or out. All right, so you know the drill. Uh, uh, you just cut the music off like Damn, that. Evan. My God, I mean Devin. My, uh, Devin, <laughs> Devin, we still got half an hour left in the show. Like, baby, you just go home. Will like, you be mine as I look at my watch and check the time? All right, so as I rhyme, what a Jason and Harry hide off. Oh, we so found I, it. So Devin I, found it. And what are they cool on? It's in or out. Are you in or out? On Fitz and Harry.
Thanks for cutting me off, Devin. All right, Evan, give us the topic, and we will decide if we are in or out. Are we ready, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, tomorrow's April 1st. Guys, in or out on April Fool's Day jokes, Harry? Uh, don't like them at all. Oh? And, and I, I want to tell this reason? story. <laughs> yes, but I, I don't. I want to tell this story, but I don't want to tell this story. Eh, you're going to have but, to tell but, the story. <laughs> so uh, when I was in college, uh, a young lady thought it was... It was pretty cool to play an April Fool's joke on me and tell me that she was pregnant. Oh. oh. And then later on said April Fool's. Never talked to her again a day in my life. I don't blame you at all for that one. I, like, you, there's certain ways you just don't play. Yeah, uh, there, there's a line, and that crosses it. I, I'm with you on being out on April Fool's Day. It's just not my, I don't know. Like, I just don't want that emotional trauma for, <laughs> for however long it takes. Like, you know what? I, I don't want to think happy things and then find out they're not real or think I never talked to her a day again in my life. Did you did you just erase her number? What, the, I blocked what? on everything. Like oh, I, there's no if you if you think it's cool to play like that, I think it's cool not to ever talk to you again. Well, Harry, I'm pregnant. All right, no, uh, uh, what it ain't I, mine. I got a vasectomy, <laughs> boss. We keep telling you that doesn't always work. All right, Evan, what 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 do we got now? I want to hear. Uh, so my sister once called my mom April Fool's Day joke and said she was being expelled from college for cheating on a test. Had her going for about a half hour, forty five minutes. I walked in my mom's room. She was hysterical, crying like somebody in our family had died. And at the end of the call, my sister just goes, "Oh, by the way, April Fools." <laughs> so that happened. Oh to my our god! Family. Uh, does that still come cheated? up at Thanksgiving? By the way, does that like? Can we still? No. Okay. I, uh, I, so have you guys ever cheated on tests? You in or out uh, cheating on tests? Devin? Oh. Devin? Where, where are we Gee. on Devin? Why are you asking me? I'm Devin, just asking you, you, Devin. All right, listen. In fifth grade, fifth I, cheat, grade. I cheated on a spelling test, okay? Of all things, it was a spelling test. But here's the moral of the story, everybody. No integrity at all. Here's the story. Here's the moral of the story. When the teacher found out that I cheated, I there was another girl who cheated along aside me. Um, when she found out that we both cheated, she asked me if I cheated. I said... Yes, I did. I was honest. I was oh honest. my gosh! The other girl, she literally took the piece of paper and she ate it. As in, there's no evidence. You can't prove it. She got a zero on the test. I got a fifty. No. So it proves to be honest. Did you have to go home and tell your mom that you cheated? No, mom. If you're listening, this is fifth grade. So okay. I-, I can't Statues believe limitation. you decided to cheat on the test. Did you ever cheat? You talking about this? It's uh, you was honest and you got a fifty. Well, you was you wasn't honest because you cheated, Devin. So you never cheated on a test, Harry. No, why would I do such a thing? This brain that I have, this, oh, these fair. intelligence. I uh, look, I, I, uh, I'll be honest. I cheated a lot. I never got caught uh, cheating on tests in high school, but I did cheat a lot. The one thing I did get caught on, though, it's not really cheating. I just stopped going to class uh, in my senior year of high school. Uh, I came home one day, and my mom was so mad, and I'm like, "Ma, why are you so mad?" And she was like, "Your English teacher called," and I knew my like my AP English teacher called. That was not going to be a good thing. Uh, and my AP English teacher called to tell her that I missed 42 straight days of class. Well, who did you skip school with? Uh, I just went to the gym and played basketball every day. Like I oh. just like me and my buddies went and played basketball for 42 straight days. I I no longer uh, cared. I'd already gotten into college. I I wasn't worried about like I knew I was going to graduate. Everything was fine. I was all like I was I was just out. I was checked out. So I thought you were skipping school with a nice young lady who. No. Who's a, you know, Christian you thought I was, girl? Well, you know, I, I, neither here nor there. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't just for English class. Go ahead. Uh, what do we got there? Yeah, in More or out for- that it's UConn's national championship to lose on the men's side. Fitz? Yeah. I'm in on that. I mean, but also, can I say this? A week ago, I was in on, well, Alabama still looks good, and then they went out and laid an egg. So 
I don't know. I mean, UConn's been dominant. They haven't shown you anything other than they're the best team in the in the country in this tournament at this point. So I think it's theirs to lose. But I tell you this: I have uh, I'm out when it comes to putting a single dollar on any of these games because all the NCAA tournament has done is take my money from me and slap me in the face on it and laugh at me as it takes it. So I'm out. No, no, no. I'm going. I'm in on this. I, I love the job that Dan Hurley has done from start to finish with this team. You look at early in the year and the teams that they beat, and you know how great they were, and then in the NCAA tournament, how you know well rounded they are. So I'm, I'm in on this. All right, Evan. What do we got next? In or out, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference will go to the NBA Finals. Whoever it is will go to the NBA Finals. I'm in. I'm in because I think the Milwaukee Bucks will have that number one seed. Uh, And the reason why I say that is because when it comes to the conference finals, whether it's the Philadelphia 76ers or the Boston Celtics, and I'm thinking that's going to be the Boston Celtics, Game 7, I think the Eastern Conference Finals is going to go to Game 7. And Game 7 will belong to the Milwaukee Bucks. Therefore, I have them going to the finals. So I'm in as long as the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to the finals. So if they're the number one seed, that's convenient. If they're the number two seed, like I don't think that being the number one seed is a prerequisite to make it to the finals. Because if the Bucks are the two seed, I would still take the Bucks. The Bucks twenty five and fourteen uh, on the road. Celtics, frankly, twenty five and fifteen on the road. They're very evenly matched right now. The Bucks have a two game lead for that top seed overall. I still think, despite last night and despite what we saw, that in a seven game series Ooh. going through the playoffs, I think the Bucks are the best team in the in the East. So well, I think I even without this. home court, I think I'd they see, go. I, I think home court advantage matters. It mattered last year in the playoffs, and I think it mattered this year when it comes to that matchup. Almost too much egg on Giannis's face for the amount of times to me that he said, like, we don't need home court. We'll be fine no matter what. Yeah, like so, This year you want it. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be, uh, be, be curious you to see. You also get to avoid the 76ers, too. Yeah, I, that's, that is a big part of it, too, is, is who you avoid in the run. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm out-ish, but, you know, I can be convinced. All right, last one. WrestleMania, you mentioned it, is uh, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend at SoFi Stadium in L.A. You guys enter out on WrestleMania. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, there was no surprise. Did you watch wrestling as a kid, Harry? I did. Okay. Like, I, I, this is the thing. Every year when we get to WrestleMania, I'm all in on watching old WrestleManias. Like, I'll go out, out to Peacock and I'll watch, like, WrestleMania 4 and have a good time with that. WrestleMania 3, have a good time with that. Like, because they're nostalgic. I, I, I'm mostly out on the two-day, like, marathon of it. It feels like it takes a lot. I, I liked it better when it was one night. It was one big thing. So, I... I think I'm out, but also I can't promise you it won't be on the side TV. Well, special thanks to Dwayne Johnson, The Rock at the time when I was watching him wrestling, and also Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. Thank all you guys for getting me in school suspension and also uh, what they call the stuff after school when you got to stay detention. Detention, Because yeah. I used to mimic their moves and you know in, in class and stuff. I'm just old enough uh, that I was mimicking Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man Savage. So like, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, so, so, yeah. So me cheating on a test was bad, but you're suplexing kids in the hallway, and that's that's okay? That what was a bully. thing. No, I was not a bully. You stop that right now, Evan. I bully. Mean, uh, wow, Evan. <laughs> I went to college at 5'8", 125 pounds. I was frail. Little. Bully. Bully ball. Stop. Just remember, 5'8", 125 pounds is roughly three times the size of Evan in every possible way. So, oh, so that's a bully. Yeah, I mean, the same size that was as the size of son. That was the size of the guy who bullied me in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> stop. Oh, it's it's remarkable. Don't listen to him, ladies and gentlemen. Evan, Don't every year, every, every year, Evan can come just dress as a Oompa Loompa and nobody questions anything. It's what happens. My All right. It was a different breed in school. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, coming up, our final four picks and a bet. And, um, hmm. You know what? We'll try that all again. Three, two, coming up, our final four picks in a best of us that might get all of us fired. I still didn't read it right, but it was close enough. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. This one's good if it goes. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Hey. 
you kidding me? We've got the very latest from the madness. This team is hot. They are real. Grab your bracket and hold on tight. For the win! It starts every morning at 6 Eastern with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This is what March Madness is all about. And it continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Let's get it on. It's Terry's, not Terrace, but you know what? Let's Devil's in the details on. around here. Who am I to say anything about reading? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let's get it on. Those are the sweet, sensual tones of one Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're hanging out with you on Love Friday. Feeling good, too. Shout out to Evan and Devin that put that together, by the way. A lot of work goes on behind the scenes outside of just our show. and uh, I look forward to those every week. Uh, Seriously. Me too. I, I really do. So, I, I, Evan and Devin, I appreciate y'all taking the time out to to, to make that, man. It, uh, it It's amazing how much fun we have every week. Uh, just getting to do this show is an entire show unit. Everybody works their tail off to make it happen, and that is part of the delight. It is time to pick things, though. Uh, I believe that it, we're, we're ready for some picks. It's time to help you guys make a little bit of cash. Let's have some fun. Oh, give me money, money, money. Time to build your balance. Give me the money. This is Fitz Picks. Give me the money. Fitz, Fitz picks gut, sweet baby Jesus. Excuse me. Sweet baby Ray's is great, delicious barbecue sauce. Sweet baby Jesus is what I, everybody says behind the glass when I try and read. Fitz picks is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, I got to pick some things, Harry. I'm going to start with the Major League Baseball piece here. I said it yesterday. Say it again. I made a little money on it yesterday. It depends on where you uh, where, 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 where you wager, but uh, you, you got to make sure with FanDuel that you're out there and you're looking. At the Marlins team total, okay, the Marlins team total. If you had bet the Marlins, the under on the Marlins team total during spring training, you would have made a ton of money. So I started that yesterday, bet it yesterday, and what do you know? Cash is flowing. So uh, right now, uh, it's usually, uh, depending on the game, it's usually around a a three-run total, sometimes three and a half. When you get it at three and a half, oh, that's a delight because the Marlins can't score on anybody. So it's a little fun betting tip for everybody. If you bet the team total under on the Marlins, you're going to make money this season. So far, one for one, just like, just like my beloved newly minted Mets, I am undefeated, Harry. So there's yeah, a little you guys better be, Thank goodness for Nemo getting that extra base hit or getting driving in two runs. Well, I mean, look, thank goodness for uh, players making plays that help win games. Is that what you're saying there? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, let's just let's just go with that. Well, you guys were biting nails with the Marlins. Uh, I, well, you know what? It, it's early in the season. We Everybody's beat the Nationals convincingly. We, okay. as in the Braves. Okay. Well. It's early in the season. All right. It's early in the season right now in the in the standings. Both teams say one and oh. So last time I checked on our bet, it's still one and oh. You're right. I mean, Harry, the Nationals have like their their odds to win the division are like plus twenty thousand. So I, I don't know that we should be bragging about a, a win over the Nationals. I mean, we, can, we can't be bragging about the Marlins either. Well, I, mean, I wasn't bragging like, about Mac, the Marlins. Max Fried's going on the injured list. I mean, I let's, let's not get too excited about the Braves. All right, come on. Uh, yeah. I, you're right. You're I, right, Evan. 
I am excited as we make some picks for the Final Four this weekend. Let's run through some of these games. On the men's side, Florida Atlantic taking on San Diego State. San Diego State favored by three. I think the physicality of San Diego State's a difference in this game, and I like them to win this game by more than three. So I'm going on San Diego State. How do you feel about that one? Oh, I like Florida Atlantic in, in, in this matchup. I oh. think it's going to be based on which team can control the tempo. Right, San Diego State, they love to slow things down. Florida Atlantic, they love to get up and down the floor. Whichever team can control the pace of the game, I think that's the team that's going to win. Yeah, that's a, that's you're right, a thousand percent. Maybe it's a little recency bias just watching the way San Diego State sort of controls things that has me feeling good about them, minus three. The other game is the fifth seed, Miami, taking on four-seeded UConn. We've talked a lot about that today. UConn favored by five, and that's actually a pretty big number considering how well Miami has played at times throughout this tournament. But, man, UConn looks unstoppable. The only thing I say, Harry, is I thought the same thing a week ago. Alabama looks unstoppable until that night they were stopped. So, you know, I, right now I feel like UConn's playing the best basketball in the tourney. So I like UConn to win this game. Five is a lot of points, though. I, I think they'll cover. I, I think they're, they're laying five. I, I think they get that. Yeah, so. take the five. Okay. I'm going UConn with the five. Okay, I feel good about that. Let's go to the women's side uh, real quick. Obviously, uh, I think we both agree, honestly, that uh, even though we love Caitlin Clark, I don't think that's going to work out for Caitlin Clark, right? <laughs> 100%. Okay, well, I'm just making it sure. It may work out for her. I don't think it's going to work out for the rest of her team. Yeah, I mean, right now, South Carolina is favored by 11.5, and, and I think that South Carolina covers that number, even though Caitlin Clark is great. And the other one, LSU, three seed, taking on top seed of Virginia over there. LSU favored by two. I think Virginia Tech can win this. Yeah, no, I can't. No, I'm taking LSU. I'm taking LSU. Who you got? Ooh. As much as I want to go with, go with LSU, I'm taking Virginia Tech. Okay. It's going to be a tight one. Uh, this weekend, the women's uh, Final Four looks like it's going to be an absolute delight. All right. What I know is that Candy and Cardinal will continue covering all of the action you could possibly beg, beg for throughout the course of the day. We appreciate you hanging out with us, obviously, here for Evan, for Devin, for Harry. I'm Jason Fitz. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And as always, hanging out with you on the ESPN app. Listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio, and you can watch on the ESPN app.